What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness, and my loyal disciples? It's Rick Brooks, and this is Inquisitive Minds. Today with me, I have Mad Max Brawley, or AKA the Google Specialist. Uh, I was, we were looking on uh, arranging an interview with um, Ambassador Graham, who is a nuclear arms um, reductionist for, that worked for the United States, but that sort of fell through because he's a busy person. And so instead of just scrapping a podcast, I just figured Max and I would record one because it's been a while since I've talked to you guys, and that's you know it's been making me sad. So I couldn't wait any longer. So without further ado, here's Mad Max. Yeah, you, you had to drop the uh, that big of a a guest name before you introduced me. <laughs> <laughs> big shoes to fill here on the the short notice, but oh, yeah, I'll do. Oh, you're gonna do just fine, amigo. <laughs> So, man, like, the plan is, because the viewers don't know a lot about you, so I want to kind of just get the family, the inquisitive family, to, to, to know you as well as I do. So I guess I'm just going to go ahead and cross-examine you for about an hour and see if you're alive. Maybe this is, like, your interview. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Yeah, see what's left of me at Oof. the end. <laughs> so, man, like, what you said, uh, you're, are you a big snowboarder? Yeah, uh, that was my family's huge hobby growing up. Um, my dad was a... Uh, ski patrol, ski bum. He lived on the mountain, worked three jobs so he could ski, basically. So he got really into racing, and that just carried over to our family. We're at, we had a cabin and hung out in the mountains every weekend. So that was like, wait, what is it? What is it? I've always wondered this because I've skied once in Norway. Um, it's like that was my first time. I went yeah. up for like on a ski vacation with uh, my Danish girlfriend at the time, and you know I hated it because I wasn't good. And then towards the end, I got decent and wasn't always falling down on my butt. So, But I've always wondered, like, to be good at, at skiing or snowboarding, what is it? Like, what's so appealing about it? Like, can you – is there, like, a certain feeling or – um, Well, I snowboard. I grew up – well, I started skiing. Yeah. Now I snowboard. And they, they're a little different, especially with the mentality. Um, you know, a lot of skiers and snowboarders nowadays like to hit the terrain park and – jump as high as they can that wasn't me I didn't like that at all yeah um my favorite things you just go out into the woods into the trees and you've got a tool on your feet that you can travel dozens of miles in a day just checking out nature floating on some soft snow it's it's pretty it's like it's a pretty magical experience honestly um is it relaxing Sometimes, sometimes it's super stressful. Yeah, <laughs> you can get going pretty quick on those for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not necessarily a safe sport. A lot of people get hurt doing it. Um, some major injuries happen. In fact, I think I broke my wrist, but <laughs> I didn't want to say anything about it, so I just kind of kept going on. But Really? Yeah, I can't do push-ups anymore because my, my hands don't bend right, but... You probably should have said something. I probably should have said something, dude. I don't know. There's something. There's something about me. I just didn't want to be. A, I didn't want to be a burden, so I just kept 
<laughs> kept snowboarding. When did you? When did you? Oh, you did this snowboarding. How I long ago was this? Oh, I think I must have been in like seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah, I was. This is why I don't like the train park. I was grinding on a rail. Yeah. And uh, wasn't good at it yet. Slipped back, tried to catch myself, and sandwiched my wrist right between the rail and my bottom. (laughs) Never broke a bone, man. Like, what does that feel? How how much pain? I always wondered. I mean, everyone has a different pain tolerance, but. And I never got it checked out, so I don't, you know, I'm not a doctor. I couldn't diagnose myself. Obviously, if if I thought it was broken at the time, I would have gone in. But um, I didn't hurt super bad. I think I was just super wired on adrenaline. I was, it was pretty rough. I was embarrassed because the train park, there's, you know, 10 or 12 guys standing on the edge waiting for their turn. And I just, that probably hurt more. Yeah. <laughs> just, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> More than the pain. I was seventh grade. Of course, I sucked. But yeah, there was yeah, I, I definitely quit for the day. Couldn't couldn't continue. That's but. weird. It's weird you didn't say anything. I'm pretty sure I would have been spouting out, spouting, spazzing out, and spouting about like, oh, dude, my my wrist out. We've been freaking out. You just it's cool, dude. I don't. Yeah, that's part of. I guess you get to know me. That's part of who I am. I think is, is I really don't like adding to other people's plates basically and we had our whole family out there where everyone was having a good time and I don't and I and I love snowboarding so like you want to ruin the day it would have it would have ruined the day what do you think that comes from though like you not wanting to add uh be a burden or um you know I, I, I don't even know self-reliance self-reliance I yeah I really value self-reliant people and it's self-conscious people mm-hmm. not, not like in the bad way like oh you know i'm fat or whatever i'm self-conscious but like people just who are aware of what's going on around them and so and i think the world would could be a lot smoother if people just you know looked up or started listening or um and caring for themselves yeah and and if you care for yourselves, you're gonna automatically care for, you know, your area, your zone, locally. And so if you do that, then everyone's caring for themselves. Everyone's making it easier on everyone else. And so if I if it's easier for, for me to make it easier on other people, then it's that's what I'll do. I like that. That's that's sort of my philosophy. Every time I've had roommates, is to minimize my impact my goal when i live with people is is essentially what you're saying not to be a burden to always pick up after myself to always and even other people because if you in my in my opinion if you are bitching about someone else's mess then you should just clean it up because uh actions speak louder than words and you do is if it's really bothering you that much just clean it up right like that's just the reality of the situation like you complaining about it is going to do nothing except make everyone else mad. Exactly. Well, here's – and then the other thing, I kind of have that same situation. I live with six people – or there's six of us. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and six dudes, it's a house. It gets messy. I contribute to the mess. Yeah. Um, but where I try to lead is I like to um, really put my portion in. Mm-hmm. And if some if people aren't 
contributing, I'll try to, you know, pull my pull the extra weight so the house stays clean or the mm-hmm. um and hopefully that just garners some respect. So it's like, oh man, I I'm making Max do this or I'm like I kinda wanna that's how I feel. Man, I'm making if you were my roommate, I'm making Rick wash my dish or whatever. Yeah. That's the kind of burden I really like to avoid yeah. placing on other people and that kind of ex- expands throughout work. It's, it's a good principle to have in life. No, just don't be a bur- burden, folks. Don't be a burden. That's lesson number one. You heard it first here. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's and you also said uh, before the podcast, sorry, we were talking a little bit about this earlier. You like photo- photography. I'm just getting into it. I've One of my good buddies, Chase, he, he really homied out and lent me his old camera. Yeah. And I've been just bouncing around a couple of different places, going to like waterfalls, taking pictures. Um, I start posting them on it on Facebook, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a cool hobby. I like doing it because it makes you go, at least the way I have been doing it, going out to nature or whatever, going hikes. It really makes you think about what you're walking through. If you go on a hike and just walk through it, you never frame stuff you know you stop it you stop and spend a minute to get the lighting right and you know you look for the right shadows for the right uh you know lights coming through the trees or whatever and you see i think you just see 10 times more stuff you can go on a two mile hike and and be exhausted because you're stopping and and looking at everything looking for a good photo which is super fun super fun it seems fun. I, I've I've often toyed with the idea of getting into photography. Although for me, my obsession lies in uh, nighttime photography or mm. dusk, like that that time of day. There's a certain time. There's a certain time of day uh, towards the end of it. You know, dusk, whatever. Like that's uh, everyone. I, I'm gonna assume everyone knows where the sun's maybe maybe even gone down just a little bit too much but there's still some fragments of light left that i really like and then after that uh, obviously when it's dark and there's street lights i love that like the hue that the the ambience or whatever the light right. puts off i, I want to capture that in photos but that's just an idea one of the many ideas i have and hobbies that i'd like to pursue and i'm sure one day uh, i will get to that just not today or tomorrow I don't know. What do you think? Do you like that time of day, or do you? Oh, it's it? great. Yeah, that's one of the things I really played with is um, sunset photos. Oh yeah. You know, I've, everyone stops and takes a Snapchat story of a great sunset, mm-hmm. but when you have a an advanced photography tool like like the camera, um, you, where you can adjust all the lighting mm-hmm. settings, you can you can make some of these things look just ridiculous, unreal. And it's just because of the way the light has hit the microchip in the right way. You know, you're not changing the image. You're just changing how you receive it. And I think that's also pretty cool. How do you feel about Photoshopping and enhancing photos? Do you think that's chill or or, or no chill? As far as, like, editing color or, like... I don't don't know. Like, filters? Filters? I I think filters are great. Yeah? Yeah. I don't don't feel like I'd use them in my work. I try not to. It would be a snob. I think, yeah, I don't use filters. I think, well, there's a difference maybe between, like, professional photographers using a Snapchat filter or, you know, me posting on my Snapchat story with a filter or whatever. I think think there 
vibes. Vibes are a real thing. Oh, I'm snap. big into the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you hippie, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a hippie. Yeah. Um, but vibes, I think, are super real, and I think there's ways you can make people kind of vibe with you. Mm-hmm. And filters are a way to do that. You know, black and white totally makes a different vibe, and I think that's okay. I think it's a tool that, that people should use. For sure, it's extra communication. Ooh, deeper level of communication deeper, for sure. You think so? Oh yeah, I do. Some yeah, I totally do. There's you know the Snapchat filter that makes it grainy and yeah, you know like a uh, what are those called Polaroid? Yeah, yeah. All that different mood, different. It's you know I always consider those as just like chill. They're chilling. You know they're not real. You can just. Well, I mean, legitimately, coming from a communication background, uh, of course, a study, you definitely could study that, the, the, the meaning, the, the, the uh, visual rhetoric, if you will. What does that mean? You, I mean, you definitely could study oh, that yeah. and look into the, the – I wonder if there's a study on that. I would be interested to read that. There, there's really – they're really um, – <clears throat> in the field of calm, they're really uh, studying uh, social media – and the messages and the signals and the uh, the translation of of all that stuff. Selfies. There's a study on selfies. Really, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy, man. Like the the things they're coming out with. If you post selfies, you have you're more narcissistic. You have a tendency for more narciss- uh, more narcissistic personality, which I think makes perfect sense. I, I think, it, but I also I think mean, it's okay to be a little bit narcissistic. I think it's I think we should all. Get in touch with our inner narcissists yeah. at times, to an extent, you know. There's, well, there's a level of self-respect that happens if you're a, a narcissist. So, yeah, and I think that's you know just as healthy. You know, if you respect yourself, you and respect yourself enough to take a selfie, or you know, probably working on your body, or you're working on how you're feeling about yourself. Exactly. Yeah, it's okay. Exactly. There's dopamine hits that you, that our brains receive uh, when someone likes a status or a photo or comments. There's little dopamine spikes. Do you know that? Uh, I would believe it because I uh, I'll, I'll watch the likes. I definitely do that. <laughs> I'm not too proud of it, but it's, you know, it's something world. I have to go check on see who's looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually more what it is. I like to see who's seeing me. Who's seeing you? Yeah. Yeah. Don't we all though? I think we all do. I don't know where we, uh, um, where we, you know, this our society got off on on the where it's bad to love yourself or or um, you know for. I, I don't know. I don't know how we ended up there. I don't. I don't even know if we do. Maybe I'm just manifesting some weird thing in my mind. I could be completely off base here, but I feel sometimes I get the feeling that it's not okay to like yourself. And it's not okay to be proud of certain accomplishments. Yeah, well, you know, there's like the modeling um, world. Yeah. Where if you gain weight or anything like that, then then you are losing status. And I don't think I think that's maybe what you're thinking of. But there's also a big, huge uh, influx of like, you know, large models or stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. There's there is like two different worlds, two different ways going on. I feel. Oh yeah. There's a that's the one thing that <clears throat> has always really fascinated me, and I'm glad you're on board with the show because is how many different 
universes there are within, uh, and I mean, when I say I say that like figuratively, like there's so many. I guess a better way is so many discourse communities, so many communities that you can plug in. There's just jujitsu. You can get into brewing beer, and then you could join a brewing club, or you can get into woodworking, and you'll find all sorts of little caveats that are associated with that from getting lumber to maybe going out and cutting down burls you can scuba diving i mean people do snowboarding bmxing like there are so many different communities of humans out there right doing their own thing and pursuing their own dreams and i just feel like i just i don't know like it blows my mind i get i, I wake up every day and i'm just jacked because i found out something existed that i didn't know existed or there's a there's a sport in Russia where the knights fight each other with swords and they KO each other. I had no what? idea. Oh, dude. Yeah. No idea what it's called. Wow. No idea what it's called. That sounds crazy. <clears throat> you should Google it. Eh. I wish I had brought my computer. I know. We weren't playing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What are little... you good? What am I paying you for, dude? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you paying me? No, this is a, <laughs> an impromptu cast. We were kind of bummed. We're gonna, we weren't even going to record this. We weren't even going to do this, but I, we just, it's been too long since we dropped a podcast. And I, this is something I really love to do. So, It's good practice either way. It's good practice either way. Yeah, that's my philosophy. Yeah. But you're talking about all the different groups yeah. going different ways. That's, that's where some of my fundamental libertarianism, libertarianism comes in. Oh, boy. We can get started on this topic. I guess we're going to have to because uh, I watched the debate. This is we're coming to you fresh off the Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton debate. And I want to know, who do you think won that? Not that that, not that, that even freaking matters, people. But, but <laughs> yeah, seriously, they've already decided. But um, I personally felt that Donald Trump outperformed Hillary Clinton. You're insane, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe. Well, both of them are. I don't support either. I don't either. I can clear that up right now. I don't support either of them. I'm not going to vote for either of them. Beautiful. Um, But I just feel like he dodged some of the issues really well. You know, he he dodged the issues and then, uh, you know, put, put Hillary on the defense. And I don't think that that worked out super great but i'm pretty biased (laughs) i'm biased towards both honestly i don't like i don't like either of them really at all so i want to just go out and say this like first off i mean i don't really like donald trump but i will say this he's a human being and i guarantee you if at least all of us should i guarantee almost every human being has said something that probably wasn't cool. And I, I know for a fact I've definitely said demeaning things toward women, like, in, in, and it's terrible. Like, I was just, I know I have. I, I, I might even not even thought, thought of that. I'm just glad no one was recording it, you know? Right. But, like, at the same time, he's a douche. I probably is, probably is not presidential or someone we want running the country. Although I do understand, I can't understand the mindset of someone that wants to, to put him in office. I feel like there's a certain demographic of people that are just like, fuck it like i'm tired of the establishment this is my guy and i get that but that the problem with that is that's what you get you get some someone that has a probably a lot of skeletons in their bag i mean don't we all uh, hillary definitely does and, and to that point um 
I think it's ridiculous that we we think pe- the, the president of the United States should be like Jesus yeah, or Mohammed. Like, per- like, you've got to be the perfect human. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of the greatest presidents. We have, they de- all of them have massive character flaws. Mm-hmm. JFK. I mean, the things that they got away with. Uh, JFK, I, I'm sure uh, they all had their weird idiosyncrasies. And whatnot. JFK is the first one that pops into mind because I, I know he's a womanizer. And, and if that would have happened today... Uh, it, I don't, you know, he would have gotten a lot more trouble than he than he would have. But I mean, the, the dude stopped us from going to nuclear war. So I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like I really, honestly, on that level, I really don't care what he said. I, I, is can this man lead? Like I'm not I'm not gonna be caught up on that because we've all done it. We've all made mistakes. So right. let's focus on who can they can they lead. I also don't like. Man, you got me off on a tangent, dude. Mm-hmm. I also don't like. Um, I, I, they don't. I feel like they don't answer any question. Especially Trump didn't answer any question. Didn't sit down and have a plan. It's just. It seemed like it was just a lot of, a lot of avoidance. Which I. I mean, you have to respect in a certain sense the, how he was able to get around it. Yeah. But I also feel like he's saying, uh, keywords, hot words, if you will, like really hot words that are for like the sheep of the yeah. country, just the sheep of the like, terrorism. He's right. It is a problem. Can't say that. I can't believe it. Or, or uh, what's Islamic, gonna make it agree? Yeah, we're Islamic gonna make it. Terrorism. I'm gonna make it great again. I'm gonna make it just over and over. Like almost like it's almost like hypnotizing. He's almost I, I, there's. I feel like there's a. I mean, the reality of the situation is, if you're listening to the show, you're not one of these people. But there are. There's a large. In my theory, could be wrong. I feel like there's a large segment of the population that are just kind of asleep, and they're just. They're just not really all there, man. They're just, they're scared, and they hear these these things over and over and over again. And terrorism and, and jobs. I need jobs. We need jobs. We need this. this. I don't know, man. Like, And they start to believe it, and, and they're kind of brainwashed in a sense that, that one one human being in four years is going to change all of that. I mean, how fucking ridiculous is that? It's, I don't think it's up to that human being. I think it's up to us as a collective. I think it's up for all of us to find our own niche. So everyone's part a part of the problem. Like, chase your dreams. Do what makes you happy. Because th- they aren't going to help you. The only person that's going to help you is yourself at the end of the day. And we can promote change. We need to stop relying on others to do that. A way mm. off basis right now. <laughs> I think Hillary won the debate. We had a little meta conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had, yeah, we did. I, I went ham right there. But I think she won the debate. Um, I think that... Honestly, I liked a lot. I liked a lot of what she had to say. I liked that she was talking about unity. I liked that the division was mentioned. Um, and so to her credit, I thought she was uh, very well articulated and, and, and concise. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not voting for her. Gary Johnson all the way. And, and I'm not going to lie. Yes, he looks kind of stupid. I just – he does. He's looked pretty dumb. Dude. He's just a goof. He's a goof. <laughs> I like him. He's real. I vote. I, I I think that it's important to vote that way because I'm taking a stand and I'm saying I'm done with the status quo. I'm not. I don't like Trump, but there's a third option. There's a fourth option, and I think that these two ideologies. Maybe that's a bad word, but these two these two collective these these two fan communities of people, the that are on the outside deserve to be led into to the mainstream to these debates because maybe they have some interesting things to say. You they know? totally do. I think they do. It would totally change the dynamic of the debate as well. It you would. Know? It, it would totally cut out the 
all the slander, you know? Yeah. It would, if there was a third person, it could be any person. I think it's supposed to be the uh, moderator's job, but that's pretty hard when you're supposed to stay mm -hmm. equal. Um, yeah, no more fighting. You'd actually just present your policy, defend your policy, and not defend your skeletons or try to cover up whatever you're trying to cover yeah. up. And I think that's most important. I don't. I really wish that there was an opportunity to see what other good options are out there. You know, we are facing two candidates right now that have historic disapproval rates already, mm -hmm. up to yeah. like above 60%, I heard. Yeah somewhere um which is crazy and it's likely that one of those two people will win with already a disapproval rate of more than <coughs> half the country which is insane yeah. to me yeah i think we all need to just sit down and talk i think i i hate that the, i mean i hate that the, it's just a giant competition i don't i don't know i i think there's something fundamentally wrong with that i just think that we need to sit down and figure out what's best for the nation and what's best for everyone like how can we make that happen because this whatever this is isn't working this debate it's all bullshit man it's kind of like <clears throat> to me i kind of look at it as an example of the difference between um a capitalistic minded society and and one that's more national nationalized yeah because right now it's the debate it's a, it's private it's a private thing but it's essentially its own governing course the yeah. debate commission right they get to choose who's in and out and they chose two people and so basically those two people have a monopoly over the democrats and a monopoly over the republicans and yeah. there's no competition in there in order for them to refine themselves and make themselves a good option. Yeah. They're already the option. Yeah. And so if we had that competition, i.e. third, fourth person on the debate, they're going to have to defend themselves. Yeah. And, and I think the a lot more truth will be exposed. I think if I was running for president right now, uh, I would run, uh, obviously, as a libertarian. But or you know maybe independent I don't know, but I would like some let's say let's say I was running as a as a Democrat let's just say for argument's sake I would choose a Republican running mate yeah let's really do this bipartisan stuff this guy's polar opposite that's a good idea to have someone that disagrees with you because maybe he'll allow you to see something that you don't see and he's also a member of a, di a different party why hasn't that been done like. It doesn't make sense. Like, doesn't that make sense? Like, why? I think we should. They should. It makes sense to me. It makes sense I'm crazy. to me. <clears throat> but at the same time, you want, you want to, you know, talk to your group of voters. You know, that's. I think that's. It's all t tactics, Sh politics. Yeah, it's all it politics. Sh it shouldn't be that way, though. It, it there shouldn't, shouldn't be, be teams, way. man. It should, it should be. It shouldn't be like, just because I'm a Republican, I'm only going to vote for Republican. Or just because I'm a Democrat, I'm only... That's bullshit. That you're doing, you, sir, if you're listening, you're doing us a giant disservice. It's about what's best for all of us. Yeah, you. Got, uh, my way, I'm voting for Gary Johnson as well. Good because man. I believe in Gary Johnson. If you weren't, you'd be fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't necessarily believe that like he's going to get elected for sure. Obviously, it's a race from behind, but 
I believe in what he the policies he stands for. Um, and I don't for the other two, so that's why I'm not voting for him. You know, if I genuinely thought that Hillary Clinton would be the best president or Donald Trump would be the best president available, I'd vote for them, but I don't. I think Gary Johnson's the best president, and I feel good about that, you know? Yeah, me too. Yeah. It Also, there's, uh, there's tactics, even if Gary Johnson doesn't win, there's lots of things that it accomplishes. You can't just ignore a portion of the, of the population that vote for him. Yeah. Essentially, so policymakers will have to change their stance. He's suing, isn't he? Suing the the debate. Yeah, he's suing the debate commission. That he tried to get it heard by several judges and was denied for a while, but uh, a judge finally accepted his. Well, it's a legitimate argument. I mean, there's a segment. Like, what if what if his policies and his message resonated within the community? There's a lot of disenfranchised, pissed off people that I think would turn. What about the Green Party? Or who isn't there like a Green Party? Person? Jill Stein. Yeah, I should I've, look up her. Yeah, I need to as well. The I Green Party's good very for very little about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. You think about it though. It, it really is good. Prote- it, it protects it protects the ground that we walk on, that we live off of, and we haven't separated ourselves from nature completely. Although we've tried. I mean, I, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Like, why do we embalm? Our, our cell. Like, I understand, like, not being buried in the backyard because that could, you know, <clears throat> there could be ground, like, you could, your decomposing body could seep into the, the well and you could get sick and die from that. I get that. But, like, what about, like, why do we embalm? Like, there's a whole, there's a whole ecosystem of things that would eat our bodies and we just kind of become, we just, we would just be recycled back into the earth. Like, I don't, I've always wondered that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, we're, why, why do we want to remove ourselves so much from the earth? I'm totally fine having maggots eat me. I'll, I'll just be comfortable with something. I'll be dead. I don't feel well, anything. Oh, yeah. My body won't care. <laughs> right? Uh, I I think the easiest thing. For, I like Burden, right? Go back to Burden. Yeah. For myself, I'm just going to get cremated, Bro. I think. Me, that's, I, think <laughs> I, think, I think that's what I'm going to do. I mean, there's... And I maybe want my ashes to be. There's this tree you can buy that you can put your ashes in and it'll just become a tree. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'd be down for whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm a, use me to grow as long as uh, that's what the people who want to visit me or whatever want to do. I don't really. They want to put me in the above the fireplace. <laughs> sure. The mantle. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It does not matter to me at all. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, you'll be dead and gone. <clears throat> yeah. No I worries. mean, why are people so afraid of death? I've always wondered that, too. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't want to die. I don't know. That's the biggest, our biggest fear is the unknown, but it's something that has to happen. We have to be okay with. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to be okay with it just because it's inevitable. It is inevitable. You know, there's, li- there's zero things you can do to, you know, have eternal life, you know, physically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I just kind of roll with the punches when it's time and it's time. That's how we get here. That's crazy. We're talking about death now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> now, um, but we were talking like uh, – for the show, we've got a bunch of topics. We're trying. We're, nukes is the number one thing on the list. 
I really nu- nuclear war. Not that it's it's probably not going to happen, but I'm just saying our relationship with Russia. It's so interesting. There's a whole other history of the nuclear arms race that I'm starting to learn about, and uh, it's blowing my mind. Like we bankrupt, we essentially bankrupted the Russians and ended the Cold War by building, by yep. forcing them to spend so much money. Arms race. Yep. Oh, it's 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 crazy. And now it's kind of uh, it's happening. And by the way, when Donald Trump said that uh, Russia's has uh, more advanced nuclear weapons, total bullshit. Total, total. There, I mean, there are nukes that we have had since like the 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 the, the sixties. Um, man, <sighs> I'd have to dig through the various notes I've taken. I don't really want. Um, they're called MERV missiles, man. I think that MERV, MERV stands for multi, multiple independently targeted uh, reentry vehicles. And so basically we would, we'd put like four or five nuclear warheads on one missile and then we could, they would detach from it and drop off at different targets. What? <laughs> Did you know that? I mean, I didn't know <laughs> oh, dude, specifically. Yeah. I can assume that something like that exists. I just feel a little disturbed. Yeah, that's maybe, crazy. Maybe that's... a little scared. Oh, man. We, oh, you need to get into that. Ambassador Graham wrote a book on, on, on all these things, and uh, I can't wait to get him on the show. I can't wait to get him. It's He He was like, I, you know, I'm kind of trying to recruit for the government. I can't. It's going to blow people's mind. He's like, the people that were dealing with the Russians, he's in his 80s. He's still traveling all over the world giving talks. It's like, the people that were dealing with the Russians are, are dying or dead. We do not know how to deal with these, these people anymore. Right. That knowledge base from the 60s, from the 40s, all the way into the 80s when, when Gorbachev, when the, when the, the USSR fell, that, that, most of that knowledge base is dead. And I'm one of the few left, and I'm trying to teach people how to deal with these people. We're, we're being very aggressive right now. We've broken several agreements. We have, not them, we have. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's, it's, it's very unnerving, and they feel very threatened by a lot of our actions. So I've been paying uh, a pretty close attention to, to this for some reason. It's, I don't know why, it just sort of kind of interested me. And uh, I can't wait to, to talk with him a little bit about it also, like what's going on with this <clears throat> Who he who he views would be a, a the best you know, presidential candidate because that's those are the types of people that I would really right. someone that has served and knows presidents and 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 you know has been in some very that wrote the uh, a treaty or uh, some sort of agreement that ended the essentially ended the Cold War in the eighties. That's 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 a that's a wow. mind yeah it's it's amazing I, I'm I'm really bummed that it fell through it's. No, that's but that's what happens when you're important. You do a lot of travel. <laughs> yeah. Next time, guys, I will get this done. We will get it done. I'll bag him. Yeah, we will. I'll bring my computer too, so I can <laughs> probably don't have to do much fact checking on. We got to fact check, bro. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or you just have to fact fact check me. You yeah, know me, man. I got <laughs> so much, so much stuff on the top of my head. It's crazy. But no, we want to. So nukes is the first one. Energy. You brought up energy, like. We gotta find a. Uh, I'm a big proponent. Speaking of nukes, of nuclear energy. Huge. He's also a huge proponent of that as well. Good. Huge <laughs> proponent. Good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So he he knows a lot about that. So we could pick his. But I think that will probably be like a two hour podcast. 
Sweet. I really want to sit down and, and really get into it with them. Plants. Plants. That's one thing we got on the list, folks. Yeah. So basically, yeah, we're just sharing a list of, of things we want to investigate throughout the show. Like, with we're going to find experts. That's going to be part of the fun is finding these experts to, to talk to you about and break it down in a way that is understandable and interesting and fun. <laughs> but plants, I think plants are sentient, man. I think they're sentient beings. There's really? a lot of new science going on that I've been reading. Yeah, about the mycelium and, and uh, uh, fungus that are connecting to root systems that are allowing certain plants to transfer nutrients, certain trees to transfer nutrients, all trees to transfer nutrients to other trees, depending on who's sick and who needs more nutrients. Wow. It's like an underground neuro, neuro network that they think. That's, and they proved it. Wow. That's pretty freaking cool. So I want to talk to a scientist that's working in that. I've been sending out some emails trying to chase down these stories. They're so interesting. Also, there's uh, what, what else you got? What do you got written on your list, amigo? Uh, I liked, let's figure out some uh, stuff about inequality. I like, I, oh. <laughs> I feel like that's a topic that is discussed heavily. But at the same time, that really not that many people understand. Yeah, you see, <clears throat> now, man, yeah, I've been working on, uh, I've been doing a lot of research on that lately. Prisons, that's where I want to go. Like, I want to, dude, pri- we, have a, we have slaves, everyone, in America, like right now, the, the penal system. They pay these people 38 cents to do jobs, like uh, to make clothes or to, I don't know, they pay them... N- I really know. I don't have a list of jobs that they license perform. Plates. <clears throat> yeah, they make license. Plates. Yeah, like for for thirty eight cents an hour, maybe even less. I mean, doesn't that kind of sound like slave labor? And a lot of these people are in for charges such as drugs or, are uh, you know some of most. I don't know. I don't know the statistics. I'm talking out of my ass, but let's just say that probably the vast majority are for maybe nonviolent crimes or whatever. I don't know if that's true. I better not say that. I don't know. But <clears throat> there's a lot that there we are have. Some. Yeah, we have more people incarcerated in this country than any other country, I think, on the, on the planet. And we're making them make things for pennies on the dollar. I mean, that sounds a little bit like slavery, especially. I mean, that's something we need to talk about. That's something that should be on the like. Let's decide what's okay. Like, is it okay to sell drugs? Let's let's take a vote on that. I think it should be. Same. I think all drugs should be legal. Let's let's eliminate that. Let's. Let's not lock people in cages for that. I think that's ludicrous. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's a, it's a health problem, not a yeah. judicial problem. But, yes, so we need to talk to some experts that are studying that. Because there's science on this. There are people that know, and they, they're just not getting their information out there. And I want to help that story because that's, a, that's a kind of a dark part of being. Uh, it's a part, dark part of this country, really. Yeah. They send a lot of dark people to the prison. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> it's funny because it's real. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I got uh, festivals, man. What kind of festivals? Any. There's so many festivals. Like, like uh, I think the, the whole, like, techno rave scene. Like, I want to talk to someone that put on a fa- How the fuck did that start? 
Like who? Like whose idea? Burning Man that started in like San Francisco Burning with like Man fourteen people. We go all the way back, you know, Woodstock. Yeah. The first huge, huge festival. There's podcasting festivals now. I said really. Yeah. What the heck. That's a new thing. Like that's a, and we, I I want I want to have the Inquisitive Minds Festival. That's a dream. Just kind of like from, uh, <clears throat> last weekend, I went to Two Towns Harvest Festival. Yeah. So there's gonna be. Indie podcast festivals coming up. Yeah, well, I why not? Anytime to, to, to promote a, a, a gathering of of a community, our community, the miners of intelligence and consciousness to come forth and celebrate being alive, that's definitely something we're doing. It sounds like a, a, a libertarian convention, presidential convention. <laughs> There'll be beer. There'll be beer <laughs> and be beer. people being themselves. Really, that's, that's, I think. That's the, in my mind, the type of person who enjoys this kind of conversation, the inquisitive conversation, is someone who's trying to expand themselves or someone who's trying to challenge their views and uh, just be themselves. That's what, that's what I like to do when I'm talking to someone. If I, if I bring up politics with someone, it's not because I'm trying to brainwash or, you know, baptize them with my views. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to challenge my own views. Yeah. You know, and see how it stands up against someone else's well thought argument. You know. Oh yeah. And uh, that's what inquisitive minds is about for me. At least it makes a lot of sense that it's that way for me. It's that way for me too. Like I, I, on the list that we made before this podcast, I really want to sit down with a a, a transgendered person person i yeah that's that's the key element in all of that is they're they're humans like and they have a totally different way of thinking than i i don't understand it and i really want to talk to them like what's well yeah what what is up yeah i like you're human so I, i'm not gonna like you so tell me about this let's i want to know more because i've just been given such a, a small fragmented view and it could be skewed i don't trust the media of what you are and what you're about i want i want to investigate this for myself because Quite frankly, I don't believe anything that they tell me, or the lies they tell me on the TV. I have to, I have to investigate it for myself. Yeah, it's the only way that's to healthy. learn. What if they're, you know? That's a, well. I think that's probably probably part of the problem of why so many people are choosing Hillary or Trump. Either yeah. one, both of them. <clears throat> um, they're not really challenging anything. They hear what they hear and and roll with it. I don't think that's very healthy. I don't think it's very I don't think it's very healthy at all to just accept the status quo or just believe what you're told. Right. Or you know, even the same the same in uh that's what we're taught. So I just popped in my head. <laughs> How weird is that? That's what we're taught. We're taught to we I mean you look, look at it trust. all standardized testing and whatnot. Like you're never taught to think outside the box. The, the, the teachers give you very clear parameters of the box in which they wish you, they, they want you to think in. And if you think outside of the box, you're given a bad grade. So right. maybe like maybe getting, you know, maybe just conforming, conforming, you were rewarded for conforming and being they right. <laughs> Whereas you in learn more. my conspiracy more, mind is they want you to conform. They. they I, I know, right? I love the they, <laughs> the proverbial they. they. Who is they? 
Yeah, I don't know who they is, but fuck them. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> really, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's just really important to you know double check, double check people, <laughs> double check. double check, triple check. Don't even double. Do, you got to triple check. Got to triple Some, check. Yeah, there's a lot of important things that gets missed. Big data or data? What is? I say data. Is it data? Data or data? Depends on my mood. <laughs> Data, data. <laughs> if I'm watching the Goonies or not, you you watch the Goonies? I've seen it. Data, it's just the kid who sets booby traps. Oh, nice. Or data, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like big, big data, data. I'd seen. I don't know. Whatever. Send data. Send data, folks. Um, big, big data is uh, that's something that fascinates me. The exchange of information. How that's a new that's a new currency, if you will. Is everything that we use, all of our information is being sold and or, or being used against us to get us to, to click on things impulsively. It's so creepy. It is weird. There's so much knowledge out there, but I think I'm kind of for it. I really think that, I think you have written down there, AI, artificial yeah. intelligence. Yeah. And you gotta... it's coming through big data. <clears throat> There's no other way. I agree. I mean, it kind of holds the theory. I like it. I think that's one of the uh, the the creepier things about Ex Machina. And if you haven't seen that movie, watch it. Terrifying. Awesome. I think that when they, well, spoiler alert, <laughs> when they're, you know, building the mind of an AI, they used all the Google searches because that was just like a, a giant hive of how we thought it showed all of our rationalness and all of our impulsiveness within the, within what we were searching on Google, and they use that as a as a like almost an algorithm for this thing's mind, which is so fat because that just freaked me out. I was like, "That's oh. so true. How much? How much? How many things do I Google? How many questions do I have?" And I start thousands. Oh yeah, they've got you mapped already. They've, I know oh, they, do. they have. They have. Yeah. And it's, imagine what the things are, we're gonna Google on this show. Right. <laughs> already, yes. Yeah. That's well. The I love the other reason why I love big data. I'm a huge Spotify user. Yeah. I listen to hours of music every day. Okay. And um, they've got a thing on there called Discover Weekly, and they just throw. I think it's thirty songs they give you every Monday. And mm-hmm. it's tailored to your interests. And I swear it hits at 95%. I love 95% of the songs. Wow. And 98% of the songs <clears throat> I've never heard before. See, music's written on this as well, the list. Uh, and music it pisses me off. I just, I hate it. And, I, and I'm just kidding. I love music deeply. <laughs> but, uh, and if you listen to episode zero, you will know that. Um, it, there's so much of it. And I'll never know. Like, there's probably my favorite band or rapper of all time before t- before big before everyone. It's just, and I'm now I might never get to hear him. He might, he might be able to you know peer into my soul better than anyone else, but I'm, I might not have discovered him yet. I think that's cool in a way, but it, it sometimes leaves me feeling upset. It's part of the art. It's part of the art. You know, that's another thing, folks. I'm being, I'm being critical today. Why why do why do people only like one kind of music? That's like, that's like, like eating one kind of food. I think you gotta like them all. And also, what's what's bad about liking multiple? It's, you should like as many as you even stuff you don't. You should force yourself to like it because that that gives you an opportunity to connect with someone else. If if you're like, 
Oh, I like death metal, for example. I do like death metal. I listen to it, and I've made some great, bizarre friends from liking that genre of music. Like, how weird is that? A black man that listens to death metal. Oh, yeah, I also listen to hip. I just don't want to be put in a box, but whatever. <clears throat> like, awesome people, an awesome community. And I would have never have, have had the pleasure had I just not liked it. Right. They're wedges. That's yeah. what I call them. Ooh, I like it. Wedges. wedges. Explain. Uh, several, anything can be a wedge. Yeah. Wedge is, is something that you can, you know, cut into someone's personality. Mm -hmm. You wedge yourself in there with sports, with music, with politics, with whatever hobbies. Um, wedges. I think you can just start a conversation. You've got your splitting mall. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I like this analogy. You got a wedge, man. You're going to split someone open and just see what they're about. Bam. Exactly. You know, and there's only one way to do that, in my opinion, or there's only one ultra effective way to do that, I guess, and that's through conversation. And you can't really conversate with anybody who have nothing in common with. Exactly. Um, you don't have to be in common with them on. You don't have to have 100%, you know, common interests, or else that would be pretty boring. Yeah, be incredibly boring. But as long as you have one or two wedges that you can hit on with people, then you, that's when you start opening it up, learning new things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to be respectful of your time, Max. Oh, thank you. So now you're not <laughs> feeling like you got a little migraine, so I don't want to keep you here, brother. But it was worth it. It was Had worth it. Thank, hey, man, I'm, I appreciate you You doing everything you're doing for the show and coming on board. It means a lot to, to the Inquisitive Mind fam. And, uh, <clears throat> guys, sorry it's been so long since we've talked. I've missed you. I love you guys. I've missed you all. So we, we're not going to let that happen again. Uh, as I said, this is a process, and it's, it's, it's been a, it's a beautiful ride so far. There's been a lot of ups and downs. I've, I'm learning so much. I've lost, I've lost interviews, uh, you know, just with <clears throat> the program the recording software messing up and me messing up but you know it's it's part of the struggle and I'm, I'm trying to bring the best product as possible to you guys and meet as many contacts and explore everything on this list that we kind of read off and everything and even more that we didn't list and we're, we're on this beautiful journey together we're going to help each other get better um, and until next time guys stay inquisitive I love you peace, peace. Hey Infinity Break fans, do you want to show your support and devotion for an extremely obscure group of entertainers? Well now you can. Just go to our website at infinitybreak.net and click on the shop tab to be whisked away to our Redbubble, where you can find all sorts of awesome shirts, stickers, notebooks, and other gadgets decked out with icons from all of our most popular shows. Act now, because that stuff will be there forever.